retro anime. How did we find it? How does it hold up? Unpacking the ins and outs of being an old school nerd, and proving that 80s kids can't remember a damn thing right. These are the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd. Welcome to Mindless Midlife Musings of the Anime Nerd. I'm Rick, and I'm joined by the rest of our panel, Vic, Brian, and Lynette. How's it going today, everyone? What up? Awesome. Cool. Well, in this episode, it's dragons, dwarves, elves, magic, and more as we roll the 20-sided die on Record of Lotus War. Record of Lotus War is a franchise of fantasy novels by Ryu Mizuno. It's based on the work he originally created for a world called Forcelia as a rules-free setting for role-playing games. There have since been multiple manga, anime, computer games, Switch games, video, just everything. Uh, an anim- the anime adaptation that we're talking about today was produced by Madhouse and was released starting in 1990. Uh, the OVA, OVA series and subsequent TV series both had releases in North America through Central Park Media, VHS and DVD, and then later through Funimation, who released the OVA on both Blu-ray and DVD in July of 2017. So let's get into it. Lotus War. Actually, uh, I think Lynette has something. She had a wonderful way of describing it. I, I am in. Let's go, Lynette. What do you got? Called it D&D anime style. That's what this is, 100%. That's exactly what it is. That is exactly uh, what it is. Um, I can't speak to the, the details of it, but Vic and Brian, I think you guys know more about this than I do. Didn't didn't they literally RPG this to write the story? Is that how that worked? Something like that. From my understanding, uh, RPG replays back then in Japan were like a thing. And as they got bigger, they had to pretty much dump the whole uh, D&D rule set and make their own. And that eventually turned into the Record of Lotus War, its follow-ups, uh, the Record of Grand Crest War, which is a more recent series. Uh, it's pretty much... They roleplay, they got the basic story down, and then they adapt it to everything. That, honestly, is such a good way to story storyboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it helps you flesh out a whole world and characters. And... Especially when you got a single character that happens to roll a 20 every single time. And another one that rolls a 1 every freaking time. Why are you talking about my past? Why are you talking... <laughs> I, was specifically saying, I was specifically talking about Parn. Man, no, Parn... I was talking about me. <laughs> yeah, no, see, to me, Parn, I felt like he answered that question of what would you do if you had a character that lost every time they were trying to do something, you know? They try to fight, they get their butt whipped to the point to where a dwarf says, cannot kill time even if you try. <laughs> so and... say it, man. <laughs> but when his life is on the line, he'll roll that 20. Parn, yes, Parn was yes, fucking yes. useless, but he rolled that 20. Every time his life was on the line, it's like, well, you got to roll to see if you die. And it's like, boom, 20. Fuck you. I don't die. (laughs) His death is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, man, he's fucking. Yeah. That was the part that always confused me. It's like he went and he's like, I'm going to go and stop this. And he goes, nope, didn't stop it. And then he almost dies and he goes, (laughs) oh, I beat you. And then he goes, I'm going to go. Oh, God. and nope, didn't save the king. <laughs> and it's even funnier because it's like if you look at the rest of the party, it's like you know, you have all the experienced players, and then here's the new guy, his first time playing DD. And yeah, no, that's but that's what the armor he gets the armor of a god somehow, dude. They offer this character 
like night level armor. He's like, nah, I'm good with my dad's stuff. I'm gonna keep that. I'm like, bro, you just turned down an armor upgrade. <laughs> this is my daddy's armor. It's okay if it's old. I'm gonna go. He just mounts a different pack. Oh my god. Ah oh, man, Parn. Parn is useless. I, he's in my notes multiple times. Parn annoys me. I can't explain it. It just. Mm. You know what annoys me? Deep. <laughs> yeah, Deed annoys me too, but you know why? Because she deserves better. She shouldn't be pining after Parn. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, no, no. Look, look. Parn is Pete Davidson. Parn is Pete Davidson. I'm hurt by that. Yeah, not only was 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 Dean after him, Redhead was after him as well. So part of Pete Davidson. Oh my god, she's there, and I'm like, dude, Orson's right next to you. Like, what are you doing? You gotta, you, you gotta do that will destroy the world if you got <laughs> for you. If something, yeah, for you. I'm just sitting there going, no, Orson's the dude, man. That's it. Orson got friend zone so hard. So oh, I know. <laughs> hard in this animal. Oh, poor, poor Orson. All right. You know? So, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Why do you hate Dee? All right, because she is the most un-elf-like elf I've ever seen in my life. Explain. Yeah, like, you have to clarify that. If, 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 if you were to ask me who's the top elf I've ever seen in any type of media, of course I'm going to say Legolas. Of course. Be Legolas. Right, right. Legolas, he had his elf on lock. He had the whole far sight. He had the whole speaking in a vintage tongue to let you know the east moves today. So there was blood. A blood. A, a blood moon rises. Dust will spill today. And meanwhile, Deed is over. Like I don't know why humans <laughs> wear these big dresses. I was like. You're old enough. You probably could have figured that out. I mean, seriously, what? what she would just... She, it was like if somebody crossed in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the elf and put it together and said, this is going to be your guide for this world. You mean she's a Buffy elf? Is, is that I, what you were saying? She's, she's a Whedon-esque elf? A, an elf if Whedon had written her? I would say she's an elf that Whedon had written her. Hmm. All right. I mean, short of you know the sexual harassment, he he does write a decent female, so I'll get, I'm gonna I'm gonna be okay with that. Sexual <laughs> <laughs> harassment, yeah. Female empowerment, also yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like two sides of the same coin, really. I mean, you know. <laughs> um, this this anime, it, it's I want to say it's beautiful, but it's kind of a mixed bag for me. I it, a lot of it is gorgeous, but then there's some episodes, like episode two in particular. I, I had to write a note about it because it was so jarring to me. Is how bad it was in episode two. There are shots in episode two where the characters' feet were as large as their torso, and they <laughs> were just some weird like scaling issues. It's like they were I don't know. It's like they were phoning it in. Another episode where it looked like Parn was standing on uh, King Fawn's hand. Yeah, despite yeah. being like 15, 20 feet away. I want to give them credit because it is 1990, and it is, for the most part, I'd say 90% of this is gorgeous. For 1990, this is fan beautiful anime. Really, really sharp lines. Very. Very, very, I'm, I'm very madhouse. Pardon? Creatures and their dragons. I was like, wow. Those yeah, are nice. No, they, 
they definitely brought their their A game on this. It's their scale left to be a lot to be desired, though. It, it did. Like there were in some the shots, yeah. In the opening credit or the opening music, when you have Parn and Deed, I'm gonna call her Mrs. Deed instead of Mr. Deed. <laughs> yeah, Parn and Deed on the horse. Over apparently they're on the mountaintop, and there's clouds showing the, the, the terrain that's below them. And then there's on a rock. There's a castle over on the far side, and then there is a dragon bigger than the castle. <laughs> Way the fuck over there. <laughs> I, I really, I did, I did thoroughly enjoy the animation quality. I, I enjoyed it a, a lot, with the exception of Slade, who is probably the worst designed character in the whole damn series. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Slate the the wizard. He's like a he's like Neil Patrick Harris in a bedrobe. It was terrible. Um, it's it just, his name was Slain. I thought it was Slain. Slain, Slain. Slain. Yes, yeah, Slain. Sorry, Slain. And I was just like, wow, dude. I just yeah. like you had wizard as the character you rolled, and the best you could come up with was blonde white man with no eyebrows. <sighs> Who had no like, facial expression when he nothing. went to say any any like serious moment like the time has come. Well, his eyes got bigger and they shrunk and they got bigger again. <laughs> he had the look so, of surprise down packed. So he annoyed me. Parn annoyed me for a myriad of other reasons. At least he looked like a standard I rolled a knight character. You know, like this is like default player one in the video game. The me and Brian, the Slain was I just I couldn't get behind him. I, at no point could I take him seriously. I'm like, dude, you phoned in your costume. <laughs> you went on a quest with everybody who a plus the cosplay, and you showed up in a bathrobe. Yo, even the cleric Ito. I have yeah. to admit, by far one of the most original names I've ever heard. <laughs> like Ito, I'm like, okay, all right, that worked. Um, so I mean, there, there was a lot to love. There was uh, obviously the animation. There's, you know, that's. But I, I got to tell you, I don't. I didn't particularly like the anime. Um, revisiting it, it was. I was bored out of my skull. I couldn't. I couldn't follow the lore. I couldn't keep track of which kingdom was fighting which castle. Where was this dude from, and what was the. So I was very, I just, I was, I was bored for a lot of it. And too many climaxes too. It was kind of a slog for me to get through. I know, I know that that's probably heresy amongst the D&D fans of the world, as this is considered by many to be the gold standard. But I, I, it was, uh, ah, man, I just, I, I wasn't, I did not enjoy this. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you guys, we don't record in video. But I think you got to understand, there's two things you got to understand about this statement I'm about to make. First is that Richard and Victor have been best friends for a long, long time. And I think Richard just broke Victor's heart. (laughs) 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 Like... Somebody's not going to be getting anything for Christmas. I just, I want want you guys to explain to me the storyline. Explain it to me. Other than five characters questing, what the fuck was going on? 
Yeah, I, I had the same thing because I was watching and I thought like the big battle between the kings was the battle. I was like, oh, yay. And then they went, oh, no, by the way, we have to do this little side story. And I'm like, wait, you just built me up to this. Now I have to get built up to this. And that didn't even have a continuation. And then we get built up to this other thing. I felt like I felt like the dungeon master had ADD and was kind of just like. <laughs> yes, that's what I had. I had like. I was like, all right, this is the big bad. No, this isn't the big bad. Okay, well, this is the big bad. No, no, this this isn't this isn't the big bad. Or it, just, it you know what it felt like to me? It felt like we were having to sit there and watch other people role play. And that frustrated me so much. Because how many campaigns do I have to watch you guys role play? Somebody tell the story. I I challenge you. Somebody tell me the story. Was it gorgeous? Absolutely. Were the character designs amazing? Yes. Were the fights beautiful? Hell yeah. I loved so much about this, but somebody please tell me the story. Uh, please. Short, short version? Yeah. So, King Fawn want a unified Lotus. You know, they want to unify, you know, for the betterment of the country. King Beld wanted to unify it to pretty much take it over and, you know, dictate everything. You know, just like everything else back then, you know, disagreement. Disagreement means war. War. While that's going on, you had an evil god trying to resurrect herself through Wagnard, which was the last arc. So, Woodchuck. Again, short, short version. So, Woodchuck, who like, equally. You need to expand on a little bit on that. Vic, please. Okay. Vic, please. <laughs> like. I, I want to hear so this. Keep on telling me. Wagnard, the real yeah, bad guy. That's the thing. So is Wagnar the bad guy? I don't know. Wagnar's uh, inhabiting the 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 daughter of the priestess that that poor Gim is oh, that's, trying. That's the to great. Save. That's, that's the great Carla. witch. Oh, that's Carla. That's okay, witch. that's Carla. Oh wait, so so uh, evil Spock. That was Wagnard. evil Spock is Wagnard. Evil Spock was Wagnar. Okay. All right. I would like you to go with Ming the Merciless. <laughs> That works too. It 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 me and Spock got together, yeah. had a baby, and it's that's, Wagner. That's that too. Yeah, yeah. Even sounds both. I was like, they couldn't agree with a name, and so they just smashed one together. This this was my this was my major problem with the anime. This is why I was bored. Is that I couldn't, I, I just couldn't follow this this story. And every the beginning of every episode has to retell me this fucking story. And I was just like, I don't, I still don't care. I'm on episode 12 and I still don't care about the intro. <laughs> the part that got to me was we're, we're in episode 12 and they've jumped enough to show that there's character growth. But Parmy is still kind of sucky at his sword skills. He has no defensive measure. I mean, he's supposed to go after the gray lady, the gray wizard or whatever. And he knows that she has powers, but what his what's his choice to attack her is just to run full force. The pointy end goes into the lady. That's all he knew. (laughs) (laughs) And he he keeps on rolling low numbers unless his life is on the line. Then when his life depends on it, he rolls a 20. That's the part that kept confusing me. I'm like, why is he still alive? I don't know how he's still alive. <sighs> yeah. No, look, I don't want to harp on this completely. I know we're of mixed... The art uh, was delicious. It was mixed, delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I know we're of mixed bags on this. I loved Gim. 
But yes. I am a sucker for dwarf characters. I think they're all brilliantly written. And Gim was great. What, he was like what, part of the group. Hold on, hold on. Important question. Why do you say loved? <laughs> why, is your you... love, why is your love for him past tense? Because he died. Yeah. Didn't you know that? <laughs> they killed the best character in the damn anime. Yes. Sorry. Uh, oh, here's the thing that happened to me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if, if I would say that if you ever decide that you're going to uh, have a podcast and you want to do research for a video, things you don't do is um, hold a newborn baby while you do this. Because what <laughs> happening is while you're holding the baby, you wind up feeding the baby. While you feed the baby, you have to look at the baby, not look at the screen. So that episode happened. Apparently he died and it came up to <laughs> Episode and it was playing, and and he said, "Now I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! I can't tell you how many times I had to rewind to watch some shit like that that happened. I uh, I, I literally watched when Redhead and Orson. I don't even know Redhead's name. Shiris. Shiris. So Shiris. Shiris. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. When turn up I will have and... to say that the subtitles called her shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Not mine. Man. So, Man. Or I just when, might when have had a blue eye. Screen, I kept on missing how they got there. And I was like, what why are they why are we even introducing new characters? I'm like, we we really had six characters. Just a little while ago. Why are we doing this? And then I found out that not only did Gim die, but Wood got possessed. Yeah. Uh, you lost your thief and your dwarf. They got replaced by a, 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 a berserker and a, what What would you call her? A, a, it's a mercenary. A merc? Yeah. I, look, as much as I love Orson, as Orson is my, my second favorite character in this anime. I I do not I did not I was not willing to sacrifice Gim to get him. Like they could have no. taken Woodchuck, they could have taken Slain, they could have taken Eto, <laughs> take any of them motherfuckers and give me Orson. But I didn't need to give up Gim, damn it. So fuck that. Yeah, you know, testament to how awesome Gim was. Gravely injured, he tosses an axe, zero effort, knocks a circlet off someone's head, zero injury to the person. <laughs> Right. And then the axe safely lands off to the side. Because, right? Yeah, dwarven badassery. That's what that is. It's right? like just that level of awesome can only come from a dwarf. <laughs> and it, it is it is absolutely no coincidence whatsoever that Gim and Gimli were both dwarves in different stories. I'm just saying. Both badasses. <laughs> I will put up I will put out the note that Gim is the one who said that Parn couldn't kill time even if he tried. Not wrong. <laughs> Is not wrong. <laughs> a pawn could survive on it against it because he'd always roll a twenty. I think they went through great efforts to show him trying to do nothing, and he just looked bothered. <laughs> like, like there was one time where a D uh, brings a a, a damn mandolin to start playing guitar for him, and he just looks like he has like a burning irritation <laughs> on his face. <laughs> <laughs> like he, 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 he means a monastery. I don't know, 
But what I'm trying to say is that is that instead of having a wonderful moment, he goes, "Don't go into battle tomorrow." That's how he opens up a cherished moment. He clearly rolled a one on how to Mac. He was rolling <laughs> one on, Mac on that one. He had a one for charisma. Yeah, he was a one on everything. Jeez. But then yeah. we had the death save for the dance. He got a twenty. That's it. I'm telling you, rolls a twenty when it needs okay. when it's needed. Um, <laughs> does he win the girl? Roll a twenty. There it is. And I, I mean, this. All right. So, like, an epi- I, here's one of my notes. So, in episode three, uh, I loved. I liked episode three a lot for a lot of reasons. Uh, Deed's introduction was really well done. I liked the way that they introduced her as a character. Um, I also liked it because it was the first time in the series that Eto did literally fucking anything, and it was uh, got them out of jail by just existing. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, oh shit, we locked up a priest. Everybody get him out. It's all good. Come on out. Um, <laughs> they call that also... capital. The word you're looking for is social capital. There you go. And then uh, that's also the, the when we finally got to see Ashram for the first time. Fantastic villain design. Love that. Love actually all the the bad guys in that kingdom was whatever kingdom that their armor was fucking baller. Yeah, the marble armor was just insane. I'm sorry, I got a flag on the play. Flag on the play. Why do they make all the bad guys armor? The armor have abs. What is the purpose? Intimidation. You watched a single superhero movie like Aquaman's armor has abs. Okay, Batman sculpts abs into his his Kevlar. Like everybody got to have the six pack, man. It's like a rule. It's the intimidation factor. So 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 you mean to tell me there was one blacksmith that was over there? Was like, you know what? You know, how is he going to charge an extra 50 gold for this stuff? <laughs> it, his Make whole it intricate. Thing. Intricate and abs. So, so my question is this. His primary Either question is six-pack or eight-pack. <laughs> Do you want that V-cut in your armor? Or... <laughs> what happens when the abs don't fit inside the cup? Like, <laughs> woman, Lynette, what happens when you don't fit inside your bra? What do you do? Do you have that overspillage? I mean, what? How do you go back? Okay, so I have, to, I, have to, I have to clarify. Abs not fitting and boobs not fitting are two different things. If boobs don't fit, they get pushed up and they're actually better. So it's, it's not really a, it's it's not really a downside. <laughs> if, if abs don't fit, there's just no, there's just, you just don't come, You're just uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like you if your shirt's too tight, Brian, you got to go one size larger. <laughs> Unless you want to make the pecs look good, you know, like your bodybuilding, <laughs> it's really not going to work. But you can't really compare abs not fitting to boobs not fitting because there's really no downside if things get pushed up in that area. <laughs> so <laughs> I just keep thinking about well, that's if they got. But what happens if they get smaller? Do they just like roll around? There? Oh yeah, it just it turns into pudding, man. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know what it is? It's like wearing it's like wearing a really painful corset if your abs are too big for your ab armor. Like it's just everything gets squeezed in more. Just tell the blacksmith, hey, I need a larger size. Next size up. <laughs> and that blacksmith like, dude, you need to stop eating. Like, seriously, you, you, this is my fourth one. Wow. <laughs> I mean, look at Belle. Belle was freaking massive. But Belle yeah. did not have abs. His armor did not have abs. Because, you know, he just 
he knew what was up. <laughs> he just, I ain't got time for abs. Ashram's like, you better carve some abs in this shit. Bells that I have abs. Uh, Fonz that I have abs. <laughs> I bet anybody with a four-letter name didn't have abs. <laughs> I think it was just a fact because they were old. That's it. it old guys obviously don't have abs. I mean, look at all three of us. Um, we're. I'm gonna go crawl in the hole and cry. Right. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move forward here a little bit. I also want to comment on the fact that it seems like everybody tries to recruit Parn by kicking his ass. Right. So, uh, Blonde Stash. He. That's what I'm calling him. I don't remember his name. Blonde Stash. Got his name too. Yeah. Like because he, he died. He's kicking Parn's ass, and he's like, "Oh, you should join my team." I'm like, "Well, that's strange recruiting, but okay." And then, and then, dumbass refuses Eto's treatment when he's in battle. Which, dude, why do clerics exist? Like, that's their job. Like, what right. the fuck are you doing? Um, heal, right? And then, um, uh, what's his name? I'm gonna, I'm calling him Prince of Persia. He, uh, Cashew. There you go, Cashew. Yeah, Cashew. Good lord, Parn is so gay for Cashew. Whoa! Oh man! Like that it was, was worth man. It was worth it was worse than Ken and Ryu. Like he would he wanted mm-hmm. Cashew hard. hard. And 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 all Cashew would do is like kick his ass and be like, you're all right. I was like, is he? You just whooped his ass in like three seconds. I don't know if he's all that good. <laughs> he was so he didn't want to hurt his feelings. Deed hated it. Deed hated it. So mm-hmm. I oh, deed deed. Being jealous of that was so great. Some of my favorite animations were of every time she saw Parn, I fucking Cashew. And she would like get so frustrated and emotional. Like the way they animated her, excellent expression work, just top notch. <laughs> and I, I did want to comment about this. I had this written down about episode four. Brian's not entirely wrong in that Deed is a very strangely written elf. Deed chastises Parn. Because he was thinking about chopping down a tree branch, right? She chastises him about it. Not five minutes later, Woodchuck is stabbing a tree in the face, and she don't say shit. Saying, <laughs> "Have you seen his nose? It's scary." He's all frustrated. He's like, and he's just next to him, like, "Okay." <laughs> so I also I can't put my yeah. shoulders up any higher. And yeah. I cannot put my shoulders up any higher in. <laughs> That's my fucking point. <laughs> like, she, even, even Gim had, uh, his speech was appropriate for, is that brash? Uh, he definitely didn't like the elf, taking orders from an elf. You know, it was very full of that, just what you would expect if you were watching Tolkien. 100% dwarf it. He was absolutely right. a dwarf. Parn, it was like I was listening to. You mean D? D D D. D. It was like I was listening to. I I I want to say it's a trope, you know, of of how many times you have that one, like Misty from fucking Pokemon, right? You know, where she knows something, Ash doesn't know anything, I need to tell Ash, and then I was going to put, Ash, you're an idiot. Oh, word, Ash is death-saving everything, and he's... <laughs> you see it all the time. This is true, uh, yeah. From po- Misty, uh, fucking Sakura, from Naruto. Mm-hmm. You know, 
is bleach, even a short little Reaper chick. It's all there. It's always there, but it does not fit for an elf. Mm. Legolas, no matter what happened, there was only one time where Legolas actually challenged Aragorn. Any other time, he's been there. Let's do the shit. Nah, not 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 deed. <clears throat> not deed. <laughs> it's, yes, yes, not deed. So it's. It's pretty obvious. Oh, and so yeah, it's pretty obvious. But like, I don't know, five episodes in, the Parn is is so hard for Cashew. It's not even funny. Um, it's like what episode seven when we get Orson, fucking great. Love that character. I love that whole concept about what it means to be a berserker and all that. Just absolutely top notch stuff. There. Top notch. Top notch. <clears throat> I think it's like what it's about. It's in my notes. Episode six is when we get Dark Elf. Yeah, we get Priordis. Yeah. Yeah, Teenage Me was really happy when she showed up. Um, <laughs> so teenage, everyone was excited when she first showed up. <laughs> you got it, man. 45-year-old me was like, huh. <laughs> and I got to tell you this, man. If that if the male elves in this are representative of the species, it's no wonder Deedle is hot for Parn, right? Because there ain't nothing back home. <laughs> it's, it is <laughs> Not... I mean, you know, but I hate to say it, Ashram was better. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think the dark elf, the dark dark elf got the better of the deal. Oh, like, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she, but it, it's like Parn is like a Lotus 9 where all the other elves are like a Lotus 2. Jesus, yeah, yeah, she was. I think Parn wasn't a choice; he was a lack of options, and that's, that's really well. What was no. it? Yeah, it re- it reminded me of uh, Gamora and her sister when they were talking. It was like it was either him or a tree, right? That's kind of that's kind of that's it. it. Yeah, <laughs> it was either him or a tree. <laughs> All right, so I know I know the answer to this. I'm, I'm pretty sure I already know the answer to this. So, did we watch it dubbed or subbed? Across the board. Dubbed. Half and half. Did you really half and half? I've only yeah. ever watched it subbed. I have to watch it dubbed. I have to watch it dubbed. It, it, it makes my life so much easier. So when I first watched this in the 90s, I watched it subbed because that's the releases that we got from uh, Central Park Media. Uh, through Especially the sub versions. Right. Our buddy Diego, he hooked us up, got all up into that. It was shit. Great. This time around, I watched it dubbed. My reasoning is because my son actually watched this with me, for the most part. Oh, oh. So oh. I, I watched it dubbed for his benefit. Um, <clears throat> Just give us five minutes of what he thought. Uh, he, he kept... <laughs> he's nine uh, at the time of this recording, so his interest in this amounted to oh, cool, dragons. Oh, cool, dwarf. Oh, cool, an elf. And then he'd be like on his phone, and then he'd look up. Is that a dragon? Yeah, it's a dragon. Okay, cool. Like, so it wasn't like he was engaged, but he watched most of it with me. So good on him. But yeah, so I watched it dubbed for his benefit this time around. And good fucking god, is this dub bad? Mm-hmm. It's it's really very indicative of that '90s style dubbing, where characters voices are just i don't know man there's a lot of the oh oh 
oh, oh and I'm like what <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say this is something that has bothered me for the longest time uh, I hate I hate I hate the difference between a subtitle and what is being said on the screen. Sure. I mean, the you understand? You understand why that exists? No, I don't. Okay, so that exists uh, uh, most of the time. When it's done right, it exists because what they're trying to do is write a script that gets the same point across and the right number of syllable movements for the mouth. So they have to adjust the wording to match mouth movement. Okay. So, so a lot of times you get some mild divergence from what's been said in the Japanese version. No. It, it, no. <laughs> I said... I said when it's done well. Yeah, no. Well, let me say this. I have not seen it done well yet. Ever. Ever. And as somebody who is hearing impaired, it's a big fucking deal. <laughs> 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 like, it's one thing to see the words right here. Even Angel's like, why don't the words and what they're saying match? Okay, well, here's what, it, simple solution. We record what this person's going to say, and then we just go back and change the words. Don't just use a typewriter. Put the motherfucker on a computer, backspace. <laughs> okay, but Brian, you see, when you do that, then you have the reverse problem. People that prefer the sub are complaining because it's not, you know, closer yeah. to the authentic material. Yeah, so the difference, the difference is, is the subtitles are there for people who want to understand the language in its original form, not for closed captioning purposes. So really what we need in this industry is yeah, both. We want a closed caption version. They need, they need that. They need both. They need a closed captioning track and they need a subtitle track. Because, and honestly, honest to God, it is a real problem. That, yeah. that should be addressed. But most of the time, companies are just, they're happy that they just managed to get the subtitles done at all. Um, so going the extra mile. A lot of the times the subs are wrong. So Yeah, yeah, especially back then. Um, it was, it was a big problem. Uh, so I have I have a question uh, for those of you who know uh, more of this story than I do, because I was very confused right around episode eight um, when Carla is owning everybody in the room and just being devastatingly powerful. Is that if she's so damn powerful, why use Bird and Ashram to achieve her goals? I mean, why doesn't she just roll in and wipe out who the fuck she wants to wipe out. Like got the answer for that. Go ahead. Who is she fighting? <laughs> You'll say she's fighting Parn. <laughs> she's she, fighting Parn. And the people who think that Parn is a good leader. Everybody is attacking. Gim couldn't get close to her. Nobody could touch this bitch. She's wiping the floor with the whole party. I'm like, if she's this powerful Hey, she could just, and she can apparently can just travel through shadows or do whatever the fuck she wants. And she's like 15 feet tall sometimes. Like she can just roll up and do whatever the hell it is that she wants. Like who, who could possibly stop this character? Like she was so OP that I just. Come on. I, yeah, so actually brought up, I don't know if it was brought up in the dub specifically, but in the sub, it's as if Wart mentioned it. It's like, she thinks herself as a god. She's saying that she's not intervening, but at the same time, she's intervening. She's doing a shit ton of intervening. So she, thinks, she thinks what she's doing is not, you know, she's been living in a circle for 500 years. Her, her, sense, her train of thought is uh, slightly warped. So, and, and this 
just brings up uh, my follow-up question is why is she in this apparently in the books it was a much larger arc because in the anime i i didn't see a reason for her to exist other than to kill my favorite character well she killed belden and... fun as well and yeah, then no, she also jumped not. into a, a dude so you yeah, know no, she, she didn't transfer into woodchuck yeah who who was uh, that was the first time woodchuck became useful in the entire thing um yeah, from my yeah. understanding, the follow-up anime redid like the tail end of this. So Tales of the Heroic Knight redid the tail end of the series and then continued it on a bit more. Yeah, it's honestly, guys, I, I just this, this I had a lot of problems with the story. Um, you know what else I had a problem with is is the fucking music. Not the intro. The intro was gorgeous. I, I loved that song. I will listen to that song any day of the week. No problem. It was like it's Selena. Met anime. <laughs> I hate it. So you all right, look, it is 1990. There's been no Lord of the Rings since the Rankin Bass animation, right? You have an opportunity here as a studio. You get to make an anime version of Lord of the Rings. This is basically what that is. And you cannot tell me that those motherfuckers in Madhouse didn't sit down and go, guys. This is anime Lord of the Rings, all right? We got to get our shit together here. And the best you could come up with was, what, six tracks of audio that they kept reusing over and over and over every time. And, and in the worst places, they would use weird dramatic tracks and points. And I'm like, what? Oh, my God, what is going on? You know what I would love? Along the lines with, like, a lot of anime, I mean, they, you know, especially the longer-running ones are most guilty of this, but they'll go ahead and reuse it. The problem is it's mixed, so it's more subtle in the background as opposed to a focal point. This is, it was distracting for me. Now, look, I have watched Super Dimension Fortress Macross, every version of it, right? And, And Seven is like a thousand and eight episodes. It's ridiculously long. And they reuse a lot of their music in it. And it's it is very frustrating. But their background music and stuff is isn't so distracting that it takes me out of the story. And this happened to me, and maybe it's because I just wasn't engaged with the story. But the music was so frustratingly repetitive for me. It's only 13 episodes. You, you can't tell me you didn't have enough music to fill 13 episodes and you had to reuse it that many I feel like times. It was more a mixing issue because I had an issue with, well, again, subbed, but I had a few, I had a lot of audio issues. Like, you know, let's say they were talking in a cave. Everyone is echoing except Deed, who sounds like she's talking in a sound box. No <laughs> echo, it's crystal clear. It's super high pitched. And it's like, she, you know, some of the characters are not just their audio wasn't mixed in properly, or at least in my opinion, not properly. No, no, that's her being echo. No, no, it was <laughs> no. It's like no echo in her voice, like when she's in the cave. It, her voice was out of place. Again, that's her being an elf. Because you remember Lord of the Rings? Uh, <laughs> they're going up the mountain. There's all the snow. Everybody is inside the snow except for Legolas. So meaning that her voice is a pitch. Fucking perfect. <laughs> no matter is. But it wasn't pitch perfect. That's the thing. It was high pitched. It was higher than it needed to be. She's a high elf. What do you mean? She's a high <laughs> elf. We're gonna come back to that. We're gonna come back to the high elf thing. Damn it! All right. So yeah. episode episode nine, shit finally gets moving, and and I'm finally starting to get get engaged with the storyline. Took me nine episodes to care what was going on, but Ashran gets his hands on the the demon sword. 
shooting star, the dragon is rampaging, like shit's getting real. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. This is, yeah, all right, you have my attention. Demon sword, and and now there's like a demon scepter. Glow stick of destiny. Of domination. That thing. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a scepter we of had, I, I was like, had, glow stick of destiny. <laughs> we had the evil weapon. We had the, the, the dark saber, the thing that everybody needs, and then and now it's not as important because now we got the the demon, the, the scepter of destruction thing. Just pick a villain. That's what I wanted this anime to do. Was pick a villain. It should have been Ashram. I didn't need Bird. I'm just saying. I didn't need. Him. He was cool. I loved that red mane and his fucking like He was cool looking, but I didn't need him. I didn't need him. I didn't need, I, I didn't need, uh, Carla. I didn't just, you could have just given me Ashram at the beginning and I'd have been fine. He could have done all the same shit that all these other characters did up until episode nine. And it would have been just as good. It's just, that's, I think that's what this, there's just, they tried to make Lord of the Rings, but they couldn't write like Tolkien. I think the difference between, uh, think of if you, if you really think about it right, um, Lord of the Rings actually has The Hobbit and also has the Lord of the Rings trilogy, right? Yeah. So what winds up happening is in The Hobbit, that's when you, you realize the, the grand nature of Gandalf, Galadriel, Saruman. I mean, everybody. You, you get yeah. to see them, Absolutely. right? By the time you see them in Lord of the Rings, so much time has passed. You realize that if this is the way they were here, you know they're powerful over here. You get it. Mm -hmm. right. And the Lord of the Rings came out first. You get to see how where their power is now. You don't really see where it started off from. Mm -hmm. Same effect of what we're talking about when we're dealing with the demon sword and the holy sword, right? Right. It's briefly mentioned that Albel and 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 Fawn were a part of a, a party themselves that they changed everything that happened in Lotus. They, they greatly affected. That was their hobbit, and it's like this long. So we now have to see exactly how great of a swordsman they are, but they're not really all that great. <laughs> well, I mean, they're old men. Yeah, but even it was, it, was, it was highly disappointing because they're the, the thing where they, the sorcerer, the wizard in the bathrobe goes, end of the war is coming. And we're just like, oh, and all you get is, ah, peck. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's all I got. Was, oh, you got, I can't wait to see how that's transcribed, but that's pretty much all you get. Episode, episode nine, it was, it was. <laughs> Again, I, the things picked up. I was really liking it. I, the 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 whole evil Spock aspect thing. I was like, I really don't. I just don't need another fucking villain. Fuck this thing. But uh, it did have a moment that made me laugh a little, and that was uh, when uh, Pirates—that's her name, Pirates, the Dark Elf. Mm -hmm. She goes to Ashram and she's like, she stabs herself in the arm and she's like, "I'll be back before this heals." I was like, "Bro, you couldn't have just like said I'll be back in a week? Like, why did you? What? What the fuck? That is the weirdest." Timer ever. Like, it's just, you, I'll be and back and before this heals. Like, bro, I'm not going to. And it does. Call your wife right now. 
and say you're about to go take care of something and cut this <laughs> off and say, I'll be back before this ends, before this heals. <laughs> and tell me if she will not say, I will sit here like a fucking war bride. <laughs> but she does it to Ashram. Ashram's not going to Ashram's trying to take over the world. He ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> and, and that's what he looked, he looked at the knife like, why'd you give me this? I don't know. Yeah. Her, her feelings towards Ashram. It was like the exact reverse of what was going on between Deed and Parn. It was yeah, like, I, it was the Marmo version of it. Yeah. And look, I. It was not just a version of it. I liked I liked their dynamic, but I don't under, didn't understand their dynamic. And I'm sure this is one of those things. If I did the homework and I read the books or whatever, I'd see it. But she drops out of a tree, and she is suddenly instantly devoted to Ashram, like she has been his puppy the whole time. Like it's just right. his abs. It was the abs, I guess. Like it's there just a level of devotion that I was just flabbergasted by to the point where she's slicing herself up. The cape. Well, I, I think the biggest issue—I think the biggest issue with that is obviously, despite the fact, with the exception of episode one, where that should have been like episode five or right, six, right, the it, it, there was there was obvious time between every episode, but we don't know how much time there was between each episode. Absolutely, and I, I give them—I I give them that. I, you know, I, I, I get how it's like, oh, it's been—you know—you can't travel by horse and be there the next day, kind of thing. So it's—I get that things took time, um, and I get that. Her devotion to Ashram by the end of the series is so strong that, you know, she's willing to lay her life on the line for him. But cool, I get it. They probably banged a whole bunch, whatever. But when she drops out that tree and she takes a knee, this elf is taking a knee to the dude she ain't never met before. And she's like, I will die for you. Calm down, bro. I don't even know you. Like, it was <laughs> it was this extreme level. Seriously, a beautiful woman... A beautiful woman knocks on your door. She's got like a, a, a boob hole window thing going on. She's gorgeous. She knocks on your door. You open the door. She takes a knee. She's like, I will die for you. And you're not suspicious? Not even like a little bit? You know, like, ah, what the fuck? You just kind of go, thank oh. you. Centuries <laughs> of male evolution, dude. No. <laughs> At all. Hey, hey, um, you want some juice? What? <laughs> and he's like, hey, honey. Honey, she's gonna die for me. All right. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm a feeder, though. <laughs> I gotta make sure she's staying around because my <laughs> is a motherfucker. No, 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 hell no, 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 no. Go ahead, ladies. <laughs> let anybody who wants to show up, you can come over to GreekGrotto.com. <laughs> Kaiju. <laughs> Or I'm that dude. <laughs> <laughs> and announce your devotion to Brian, and he will happily accept it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not, look, I'm not saying that you'll be walking around in the French maid outfit. Maybe you will, maybe you won't, but I guarantee you, I'm going to feed you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. So, uh, the story. Progresses past this, she leaves with her stab wound or whatever, and uh, it's the next episode, uh, evil Spock is starting his shit. Great, you know, whatever. So everything's going to shit, and and Orson and and Ginger are leaving. First, fuck. Oh, hi. Um, pause. Like, we don't get paid enough for this. Pause. Um, before we talk about that, yeah. can we discuss uh, the effect of Darth Vader has had on 
on on uh, subordinates and hierarchy, right? <laughs> sure, let's. So Darth Vader had this thing where if you failed him, you died. Yeah, it's a lot worse than being out of a job. No second chances. Right, right. There's no... There's, it's hard to inspire your loyalty with that level. I think what happened with... um, I think what happened with Dark Elf and Asher was he was the first one who didn't kill the guy for fucking up. For delivering <laughs> bad news? <laughs> no, no, no. For fucking up. When the guy gets into the fight with the Dark Elf, and mm-hmm. then he goes and says... Listen, if you, this is not a war where you, if you do not know your limits, this is not the place for you to be. I think it's that moment when she says, you know what? He could be the guy. I'm going to cut myself. Let's do this shit. I, I love you. That's when it happened. I'm telling you, Ashram is an excellent character. He's a great villain. I loved him. I hated that he wasn't the real villain until so far into this fucking series. It's just, oh. it was. And, I, it, it, and, and you can't tell me it was building up his story because he didn't do shit. He was window dressing until all of a sudden he had the sword and then he was the most important motherfucker in the whole thing. And I felt like there was a lesson there. I really felt like there was a lesson there that they were really trying to tell us. Um, let's say that there's a wave of good and evil, right? And we see that good is there for a while. Good is there. The people who are the agents of good they're there. But if you rest on your laurels, don't think that just because you kill Osama bin Laden, there's not nobody who's right underneath him to take up his place. It possibly either better or worse than what you currently dealt with. We see that so many times when we're dealing with real life. You have one bill, you paid that bill. Guess what, motherfucker? There's another bill you gotta pay as well. Right? Right. Freaking bill, the most evil things of evil. Right, so right. You're, I, I get it. You're saying you, you vanquish evil, evil never dies, evil just evolves, the next, the next evil is right there waiting for you. I think what they did, it was a uh, arc format, but mm-hmm. they did the arcs were starting one, it, it was a round robin arc. So by the time episode eight comes over, we see the end of Afan and Bell. The next episode after that, we see the end of Carla. So we think, or really, the end of Gim. <laughs> you know, so we're seeing a round robin ending of the arts here. If you look at it like that, well, they've been they've been toying this with this for a while. For a while, it's very rare that you're seeing so many different antagonists in one moment. Well, they all. Who's going to be the best antagonist? Dragon. Go. No, <laughs> not even the dragons, damn it. Dragons you barely do one word answers. Dragons barely do anything in this fucking thing. Uh, right? this, this, uh, one of them, and they're so gorgeous. And the intro shows them all lined up. I'm like, oh, we got some old school Dungeons and Dragons shit going on. And they don't really do anything except bite each other and, and bleed gold. I don't know. It was very, I was very underwhelmed by the dragon out. battles. Three toothpicks. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> they had an opportunity. They could have like used the hell out some dragons. I did like the wyverns, like the wyverns with the riding, like Orson on a wyvern. Give me a whole fucking anime of Orson riding a wyvern. I am in. <laughs> Done. <laughs> but they were they did more than the dragons. Uh, <laughs> and 
they were just mounts. Oh man! So this whole what type of saddle are you going to put on that dragon? Like I like they should just really just get on top of the dragon and ride it. You cannot sit down. That is bigger than a seven forty seven. Who is going to? <laughs> so I, I will take. I want to take this moment to do a shout out to a fantastic book series that I've read, and I, I do recommend it. if you're a fan of dragons and this this series is for you. And it's it's called the Temeraire series. It's by Naomi Novik. Highly recommend it. The whole thing takes place during the Napoleonic Wars, right? But imagine the Napoleonic Wars had giant fucking dragons, right? So instead of fighting on on naval ships in the sea, they're on the backs of dragons. And they got these these things set up on the backs of these massive dragons. So they're like battleships in the air. This whole, the series is so good. It's so good. I cannot recommend it enough. So it's hard for me to, to say you can't, like, what do you do with dragons? Because, dude, they do a fuck ton of really cool shit with dragons in this series. And it's it's so good. I think, um, this, I think really the scale... Of the dragons is off when they're in the cave. Just, uh, scale issues abound. Arlo is fifteen feet tall sometimes, like all just a little taller than Gim. Other times, like I mean, it's like seriously, as big as it was flying over the canyon. There's no way that three people should have been able to take that little. <laughs> they're, they're, they're little, yeah, they're fancy spears. Yeah. That spear should have been so little, and, and so sizing. Is- Smog went out with one arrow. So you know. <laughs> nevertheless, nevertheless, we must move forward, my friends. For this, we are we will run long. So episode twelve is Ashram versus Evil Spock. Uh, episode mm-hmm. thirteen is Ashram versus Evil Spock. Shit has hit the fan. Like the whole world's collapsing around them. All this shit. Carla's now. Good ish, and her and Ward are like she, she doesn't pick sides. She would have gone either way. She flipped the coin. It's like okay, I'm gonna help out the you know I'm gonna watch from this side. Then flips the coin again. It's like eh, I'm gonna be over here. And then we, we we bisect evil Spock, and and then it's Ashram versus Parn. And you're like oh man, Parn is so fucking dead. <laughs> no way, Parn is gonna be able to stand to this dude. But he's the Roll master of the D20. Roll that dice, Parn. Unbefuckin'-leavable. And then, again, because at this point, there's, I don't know, 57 villains. So Evil Spock isn't dead. And Evil Spock comes back, and he's, you know, he grabs an ashram. But then, like, Carla's still there. I mean, like, what's up? And then, so, <sighs> Parn's heroic self-sacrifice gets the two swords, and he does what Parn does, which was run with the pointy ends and stick them into the other thing. <laughs> the same battle mood. The same Lotus. I will use my special attack. Stab. Not slice. <laughs> no, not slice. Stab. Like, poke. Deedlet deserves better. That's all I'm saying. Deedlet, Deedlet deserves Orson. <laughs> I don't think we needed to have an elf berserker. <laughs> I do. I, I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I was. I I love D anD. I I love role playing games. I love Lord of the Rings. I love the the 
George R. R. Martin series, you know, the, the Game of Thrones. I love all of this shit. I, I, I'm a sucker for fantasy uh, material. It's, I, I love it. But I didn't love this, and I wanted to. Now, I, I remembered loving it more in my youth, but when I revisited this, it was not, I was not in love with this. I was bored, and I, I wanted to love it. I, honestly, I could edit this down to a two-hour movie. And it will probably be fucking amazing. That 13 episodes. I slogged through it, guys. That's it's if you're going to watch this, listeners, I have at it. Absolutely. It, it stands the test of time. It's beautiful. It's it is. It gets good. It gets engaging in a lot of ways. If you love any fantasy stuff, you have to check this out. Uh, Record of Lotus War is it's a staple of the genre. Uh, you, you owe it to yourself. But but maybe if you've already seen it, just don't don't, don't do it again. <laughs> it's just that's my two cents on this. Uh, and I, I never saw the follow up series. And based on how bored I was with this, I don't I don't know that I ever will watch the Heroic Chronicles. So, um, Br- Brian, I'm, go ahead. Answer a question for me before I, I give my uh, yeah my two cents. Yeah. Is Cashew Tessius? No. No. Tessius and Cashew are two different characters. Tessius, Tessius is sacrifice. Very noble. Agreed. What the fuck? Uh, that's, I think that's why Parn was like so smitten, right? Because he looked like his old man, basically. Look similar, but no, they're, they're to- totally different people. I actually looked it up yeah. to make sure. <laughs> yeah, they are two completely okay. different. Okay, all right. So I'm not the only one. Roger that. Yeah. Boom. No, no, Boom. totally. Yeah. yeah. It's like a no, random apparently, character. Very common question. If you look up Team Cashew and Tessius online, you'll get tons of people wondering the exact same thing. Yeah. And I think it was just the fact that they made them look so similar that it just confused people. So basically, all right, I, uh, I'm going to actually start off with my naming. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, let's, let's go with it. What, what, how would you rename Record of Lotus War? I'm going to go with MacGuffins. Death saves and daddy issues. <laughs> uh, I'm going with dungeons and a dragon. <laughs> well, there, there's only dungeon, not dungeon. Yeah, sorry, dungeon yeah. and dragon. That's what I'm going with. Dungeon and dragon. Oh, no, there, dungeons. There, there were lots of dragons, but they didn't do shit. So just the one dragon. <laughs> just the one, just dungeon and dragon. You can stop with episode one if you want dungeon and dragon. You can, just the one episode. <laughs> <laughs> but Brian, what what give me your your final thoughts. Wrap this up for me with uh with Record of Lotus War. This was my first time watching it, right? But I instantly felt like I was watching a role-playing game. And those are really near and dear to my heart. So I felt like I felt it felt like there was a lot of fond memories there. And it wasn't until talking to you guys that I realized why I enjoyed it so much because more often than not, I was the one doing the death saves. If it wasn't for the fact, <laughs> your story. You know, so it was. It was. I am Parm, or as I would name myself from the I am Parmesan. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, I found myself having fond memories of it. I wish that they could have did it more, especially with the dragons aspect of it. But the, especially considering the, the the scale of of everything. You know, 
objects in the rear view may appear larger than what you normally see. I felt that way, but they could have did so much. And I would be interested if somebody redid. I don't say that often, but they decided to remake Lotus Wars and actually get somebody to storyboard to 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 actually don't do what we did in terms of role playing it and say this is the movie we're going to make. No, flush it out, put in the hard work, do the homework, do the extra work, and I guarantee you, you have something that can that will be ridiculous and get a better fucking deed. <laughs> Lynette, <clears throat> Lynette, why don't you? Uh, was this your first time with Lotus War? Uh, I had, I thought I had watched it before, but when I watched it again, I was like, nope, never seen this one before. So yes, this was my first time watching it. All right. Yeah, so what? What think, are your thoughts? I think they crammed a lot in to to try to tell a nice story and do like all the cool arcs. But it was just too much for thirteen episodes. Um. I enjoyed all of it. I wish when they did the transition to show that time had passed that it would show improvement or scuffs on armor or something like that to show that they've actually done something. But it was like you went from episode one where they're traveling, you know, you went from one episode where they're traveling and the second episode they've arrived and there's like no evidence of them traveling. It's like they got teleported to their location and stuff like that. So I did love the dragons. I did love the art really wanted more of Ashram because I felt like he would have been a real badass bad guy and uh but other than that I would enjoy it but I I think uh, I agree with Brian I mean you've seen all the old versions of Lord of the Rings and the Hobbits and the animes and we were like no 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 that's not it and then we get the new ones and we're like yeah that's what we were waiting for I feel like the time is ripe for somebody to come back and kind of do like a redo of it and i'd be willing to watch that if they did it yeah i'd, I'd be willing to give a, a redux a shot get let madhouse <laughs> do it again because they, they they do gorgeous stuff yeah. Not for the I, music maybe get like timberland or something or ghostface killer something. Something. <laughs> all right vic i see you waiting that's why i saved you for last because i know i know lotus is near and dear to your heart so lay it on me man okay well First and foremost, it is one of my all-time faves. The all-time fave? No. One of them, for sure. So, um, late 80s, early 90s, there wasn't a whole lot of fantasy stuff. You know, movie movies were super cheesy. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of anime fantasy of this type. And I think I see what the big issue everyone else was having is that since that, we've had Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. We've had you know, Game of Thrones, we've had fantastic, fantastic fantasy set, you know, stories, movies, series. And so, and those, you know, with money, technology, and everything, they've been doing a lot of it right. Whereas, you know, back then, this was an OAV, which was released, you know, one episode at a time, you know, months in between. You know, and it, it, they had to hobble something together that will keep interest because it's something that could have just been canceled four episodes in. So I think it's what's happened is that the, you know, I don't want to say recent, but the last two decades worth of great fantasy media has, you know, has given people way more expectations 
from fantasy anime and fa- anything fantasy based, really. And I think that's been the sore spot. I mean, Brian brought up, you know, Lego- Legolas like three billion times in the past hour. <laughs> Four billion. I mean, it's the gold standard. Uh, exactly. So <laughs> I think for its time period, it was great. And that's because there was nothing else to compare it to. At the same time, you know, I guess it boils down to opinion then from there. You know, it's like me, I love the series. I mean, I know it's an early 90s series. It could have been done way better. You know, there were great things. There were not so great things. I get that. But at the same time, the overall, you know, package in itself is what I enjoyed. Uh, Can I I interject on something? No, no, no. I will not let you. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, word. He, he, he dropped the hammer on that one a little hard. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, B? It's not like we don't... And, and I think this is something that we're going to have to address as we are reviewing movies or something. Um, it's very easy when we're talking about stuff like Golden Boy. We have a fond connection with them. But when we are reviewing stuff from a, we've known it from back then, but we've never seen it the way I I came to Lotus for it. I've known about it for the longest time, you know, for the longest time. I never sat down to watch it. Apparently, I didn't have the time. I got time now. I'm disabled. Whatever. Fuck you. But <laughs> the problem is we're watching it now as adults, and not only has not only has not only has the, the 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 OVA or or technology has gotten better, but we have also have more experience with it. So I don't know if there's ever a way that we'll be able to accurately go back to our teen days of be, and, and, and watch it with them eyes. Yeah, I mean, I see that, guys. It's <sighs> revisiting this is definitely the key point in, in my statements. What. If, as I said earlier, when I first watched this, I, I loved it. Um, but as I reflected on this, what were the things I loved were the things I would fast forward to watch. Because I, I, I was bored with so much of it. There are, like Vic said, there's a lot of really great stuff in here. There is a lot of really great moments. But that's, that's kind of what they are for me. Like, there's a bunch of great moments. And I think... When I took a step back and I looked at it as a whole, I was bored. And maybe that is a testament to my age. Maybe there's a testament to the fact that there's so much other material that's maybe just written a bit better. Um, but yeah, I mean, when it came out, it was the de facto, this was it. You wanted fantasy. That, that was the anime. Like it was the end, the first anime that came in any anime nerd's mouth. Was oh you like fantasy you got to watch Lotus War. Mm-hmm. So uh, respect to that absolutely. But uh, to me, just like revisiting it now, I again I, I think what I said was I I could edit this down into a two hour movie and and I would love this because I just think there's that much fat in here that they could have trimmed. Uh, bar bar none for a ninety early nineties anime. It doesn't get much prettier than this. Mm-hmm. You feast for the eyes. Uh, 
And honestly, an inspiration for tons of other fantasy uh, based media after this. That elf style ear thing that they do in this anime, dude, everybody fucking does that now. But I had never seen it done before this. Not to that level. And mm-hmm. and so it's they they took some of the the traits of these these uh, fantasy characters and they they put their stamp on it, and they affected anime fantasy forever. If now you think of anime elf girl, they got them six inch ears. Mm-hmm. Like that's just how it is. That started here in the early nineties. Like it's so they they did they did it what. I remember watching Diego. Big shout out to Diego Bonamatti. Absolutely, this one is this near and dear to his heart as well. Oh man, that, he he. I remember that afterwards when he was drawing else. This was one of his styles of ears that he would Absolutely. use. So it's it made it made its mark. It really did. Uh, I just I don't as a as a man in my mid forties sitting down to watch an anime. I don't know if I didn't have to watch all thirteen episodes for this, I wouldn't have. If there's not enough there to have engaged me for all of that time. Will I watch specific scenes? Oh, maybe a handful of episodes? Absolutely. Shit's gorgeous. I'll watch that anytime. But I think that's that's the that's the break in my I don't know, in my reaction to this. It's it wasn't not like I don't remember it fondly. I absolutely and I cannot speak highly enough of its effect on the medium. It changed the way people thought about fantasy. It truly did. That I just, uh, I just don't know that it holds up for me. Uh, so, I'm yeah, definitely but, getting best, best elf ears ever because I look at Lord of the Rings elf ears and I'm like, mm. it could be bigger. <laughs> can you really hear? I mean, come on. <laughs> right? How good can you hear? Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, that's. Uh, I think that's. I'm. I'm glad that we had a chance to talk to revisit this anime. Glad we had a chance to talk about it. But I. I, I think it, it. ultimately we were a little divided on this one. So, that's cool. I dig it. Uh, does anybody have anything else they'd like to add? No, you, 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 I think we we did we did good on this one. All right, mm-hmm. folks. Well, that's going to be our show for today. So until next time, keep calm and I don't know. Don't try on sentient demon headbands or some shit. Death save. <laughs> roll, roll twenty. <laughs> You've just been privy to the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd. Presented by Geek Grotto. Follow the podcast on Twitter <laughs> at Geek Grotto. For show notes and corrections, or for general geeky fun, you can visit our website at geek-grotto.com. If you would like to sponsor the show, you can do so on the podcast's Red Circle host site, redcircle.com/shows/mmmam. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, please like, follow, and subscribe.